A woman is a lot like um, a refrigerator. They're about six feet tall, 300 pounds. They make ice and... Oh, wait a minute. Actually, a woman is more like a beer. They smell good. They look good. You'd step over your own mother just to get one. But you can't stop at one. You want to drink another woman. So I says, yeah, if you want that money, come and find it, because I don't know where it is, you baloney. You make me want a wretch. Welcome, tape heads, to Geek Salad episode 199. Is it live? Or is it Memorex? I don't know. Am I live or am I Memorex at this point? Oh, Andy, why did you sound constipated when you did that? I just went <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The cassettes versus the eight tracks. Getting down and dirty in the mud. <laughs> at the Wizard <laughs> Centrum. <laughs> no social distancing required. <laughs> lick all the chicken wings and then lick your buddy. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's Andy. Anyway, I'm Mike. I'm Joe. Yeah, I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. <laughs> and, yep, we have a very special guest tonight, Jim, who just introduced himself. So and lots of special guests in the uh, gin and tonic, beer, wine. Oh my goodness. My my good friend oh, the I Sexton am. has joined us tonight because we tonight we are celebrating our 199th episode where Woo-hoo! we decided to do something completely different from anything we've done in the previous 199 episodes. Yeah. And 80% of the people uh, spe- uh, participating in this are drunk right now. There we go. Because yeah. I'm not. It didn't turn out to be oh, this way. Excuse but... us, Mr. Alcohol Resistance. Yes. <laughs> I'll let it go. He's like the Logan. He's like the Logan of alcohol uh, poisoning. So. <laughs> So just anyway, be- yes. Just because you spent a lifetime abusing your liver, Jim. You don't have to hold that over us. Yeah, well. Fucking I'm, elites. Sorry, dude. Well, 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 you see, I also have, and I just pre-gamed the shit out of this, so I'm good. Mm. <laughs> Joe, how many drinks are you in right now? Uh, four. I'm in three. A, wi- a, I am four. three very, very tall whiskeys in right four. now. I, um, you guys are in- lightweights. I'm four in, and well, Catherine, in the span of like forty-five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I lit. Okay, I legitimately started drinking at eight o'clock. It is now eight thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, I started a quarter of. And this is supposed to be what we call a sipping whiskey. But anyway, never mind that because tonight we are doing something completely different from anything we've ever done before, which Who is said that Andy. I know that, but what we're going to do is we're going to be doing a drunk history on the history of recorded media. Drunk and history, patent pending. It didn't. Well, now it will be. That, that, that copyright's up because 
it didn't it didn't mean to be this way. But since our last episode, we just found out that Comedy Central has canceled the show Drunk History. So unfortunately, we won't have any famous actors doing reenactments for us of of all of the stuff that we're talking about tonight. Oh, uh, really? I really thought Judd Hirsch was going to show up. Shit. Yeah. Oh well. Do impressions really well. Yeah. Maybe we'll call it Drank History. Drank. (laughs) That's right. It's our Drank History because I already (laughs) drank three whiskeys. So yeah, we're going to be stumbling through the history of recorded media. (laughs) Yeah. Inebriated. Well, so not all of us. Well, yeah, well, we we we, we right. do need a moderator. We need somebody kind yes. of kind of herd yeah. the cats a little bit. I've got a yeah. half empty glass of milk. It's exactly. Good All right, Mike's got to keep that milk mustache until the end of the episode. Not because he thinks it's cool, just because, dude. Come on, wash your face. <laughs> end of time. End of time. <laughs> I gotta All say, right. though, right now, sounds to me like Joe's winning. Just saying. Oh, uh, Joe is absolutely winning. Joe is absolutely. You know what we should do? What tomorrow, like around noon, somebody drive out to his house and give him a mayonnaise sandwich and see how he does. <laughs> oh, that's why, Jim? Why? I thought you were my friend. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be Oh yeah. I'll I'll have you all know. By the way, I'm doing this knowing full goddamn well that I gotta wake up at eight tomorrow morning because my niece is getting christened. You know, so, well. you, yo, you, yeah, okay, okay. I gotta go to, I'm, I gotta go into the office somewhere because I got two projects I gotta finish by Tuesday. So, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Your employees oh are gonna God. be getting their money worth tomorrow. Yes, oh, yeah. they are. Exactly. Well, Joe's, gonna get, Joe's gonna get the 50. alcohol sweats tomorrow. <laughs> I already worked my 50 to 80 hour weeks. We're currently post uh, major release. So, I've got some downtime. So, this is when I can actually do this kind of stuff. And then we're gonna awesome. we're gonna pick it up. Is is it weird that I actually like the taste of tonic water? Yes. Okay. It is. It actually bu- is. Like the I, bubbles I are fun. Like I like I will drink the tonic water straight out of the can. Really? What's wrong? And not Some flavored? People... What? Not flavored? Yeah, no, it's not unflavored. Just I'll drink the tonic water. Hmm. Hey Joe. Wow. Yeah. I gotta ask you a question before Andy gets rolling. Yeah, go ahead. Are you at the point this evening that tuna fish and cheese whiz sound really good? No, not yet. No. No, not yet. Let me know. Oh, man. All right. My my cat's can of food is looking pretty uh, appetizing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, so actually, your answer is yes. <laughs> yes, Joe. If you're willing to eat fish pate, I would say you're probably there. Okay, okay, Andy, come on. Let's, let's all right, all right. Play. So anyway, and now for something completely different. Yes. So we are talking about the history of recorded media, and we're not going fully in depth in this because I, I we work full time jobs. This just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> But we are going to talk about a bunch of notable things of how people used to listen to music and other recorded audio. So we're going to start um, with Thomas Edison. Fuck him. Um, Thief. Yep. Mike, Mike, what did you say about this? Fuck him. Fuck him. Right. Exactly. And I guarantee he probably electrocuted an elephant to make these things, too, as he did with (laughs) all of his great inventions. Um. The Edison phonographic cylinder. Oh, phonographic. 
I thought this oh, was you just porn. What you said? You, you think it's a pornographic? Yeah. It what? does kind of sound like. like a penis. No, you <laughs> didn't. Mike didn't think that he's just playing with us because we're drunk. Right. Exactly. I'll be honest. This, I thought it said pornographic. Mike is our chaperone tonight. I just want to point that out right now. Mike is our goddamn chaperone. He is so hurting. How much trouble are we in? He is hurting the cats. Yeah, exactly. Literally, actually, my cat's meowing to get out. Oh, okay. Boy. Well, let her out then. Yeah, so anyway, tested, so anyway, tested hurting cats on Mythbusters. It didn't go well. So, how much <laughs> of a dick was Edison? Oh my God. Well, <laughs> let's see. Where do, where, do we? Do we? He was start? a Ron Jeremy dick. Oh. <laughs> wow. Harry wow, Horsecock dick? Big time. Big floppy donkey dick. Yeah, he was um like his most first of photograph. His, most of his inventions, yes, were stolen from um other better people. He's kind of like the Mike Post of inventors. I know Joe's gonna get the reference. I do. Um where essentially other people did the inventing for him and then he took full credit for it. Well Elon Musk. Well that too, but it, yeah. I mean, the, the phonograph, I mean, it wasn't like, this came out of his, like, lab. It wasn't like him. It was like his team of engineers that came up with this. Yeah, it was all his peons they took credit for. Mm. Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, God. So, I, that... I, lo I love weed, and I've never actually invented anything in my life. And I believe my wife is underage, but I'm not 100% sure. Dude bros love me. And I named my son Artudito. <laughs> Did he really? No, yeah, didn't you? No, you're, you're, no it's you're, way you're, harder to spell. Yeah, he gave, he right. gave his son like some stupid like letter number combo name thingy. Well, right. That he is a Bond villain. He, he, no, he literally is a Bond villain. Catherine, no, 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 I'm no, you heard the behind the bastards on him, right? Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, he's not. He's not a Bond villain. He's that Simpsons villain. The the what, what's his? Oh, oh uh, Scorpio. Hank Scorpio. Yes. Bond villains are also very silly. Did you not see Moonraker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what with with regular sized Peter Dinklage? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Peter Dinklage wasn't born when that movie came out. That was that was a uh, Jaws. Jaws. Jaws got to find uh, his girl. Yes. In that movie. Joss yes. was the bad guy that got a second film. And, and I, I literally think, too, that they they stole that name. I think the, the girl's name was like Penny Purehart or something like that. They stole that from Underdog. <laughs> that, that's Polly Purebred. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Polly Purehart, Tim. It's bread. Jeez. All right. See, this is the beauty. To the, is to that the Google normally, machine. To the Google machine. <laughs> We went from Thomas Edison to James Bond. <laughs> to underdog, Mike. You left out underdog. But, but here's the thing, is that usually 10 minutes into this, we've only had our first drink. <laughs> and we're already off the rails. This, is, this has got to be a record. So, hey, this is why we're celebrating 199 episodes here. So I want to bring up some fun facts Anyways. about the phonographic cylinder. Because it was made out the of fucking wax. Cylinder. I like it was made cylinder better. out of fucking wax. Oh, that must everything been, that must in, have been the, great. in the in the late 19th century was made out of goddamn wax. That must have been great in the summer, in the high heat yep. of summer. Here, darling, I'm going to woo you, 
I'm going to pitch woo to you with this record. Oh, darn. Concern yeah. is a damnation. Let's go to the beach and listen to the Beach Boys on this wax wiener. And I did share it, you guys, earlier this week, the, uh, uh, the They Might Be Giants wax cylinder recording. <laughs> I, I think, can hear well, you. Two things. One, I think that's hilarious. That is and hilarious. And two, I'm waiting for this to have its hipster moment. When all of a sudden, you can, like, walk, walk to, like, H&M, and they're now, like, not, they've got vinyl on one side. Yeah. And they've got the fucking <laughs> cylinders. Wait a second, H and H and M is still a thing. Oh yeah, yeah no. They, really? They, they, so I, I mean, tell you the last I mean, time I went into a mall. I, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I haven't been to a mall in almost I a year seen now. H and M in a very long time. I don't know if they, they exist. They they absolutely do. There is a shop, a, a large shop at the Solomon Pond Mall. Yes. Okay. Or yeah. if you want to go see a pornographic cylinder, you go to S and M. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Or Spencer's yeah, sober one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, see what you did. He's there. the sober one, but but Mike does have a dirty turn of mind. Oh, he, he does. does. Yeah, he does. Well, he does watch. He does watch anime. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> How's your hentai? <laughs> <laughs> Great tentacular. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to point out a couple of fun facts about the uh, phonographic cylinder. Not the pornographic cylinder. Oh, sorry. Um, that they were actually used. Bet the for cat's home trying to get out of the room now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were actually used for home recording, so you could actually record things. My dearest Emmeline, I am <laughs> home from the war. Please pitch woo to me. Um, <laughs> Seems like an awful so they, lot of work. They actually, yeah, recorded unlike phonographic discs, but like not like a tape because. Whatever you said was already etched into the wax, and mm. you couldn't go back and change that no matter how much you like held it over a uh, lit candle, because that was your only source of light. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> so this was before Anderson, and no, no. Uh, Anderson stole the light bulb then. Huh? No, it would have been, been, ke- been a kerosene lamp. Oh, you're right. It would have been a kerosene lamp made out of Goddamn all the whale. Goddamn John D. Rockefeller. Oil. This is good radio. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, this is this is. We are pioneering something that most is, people do not do. The only other drunk podcast that I'm aware of is one that my wife listens to, where these two British people get drunk and talk about uh, British? British history. Really? Yeah, huh. I know. It's a shock. It's a shock. shocking. Well, it's not. But, it's not like a, a shocking chagrin. Four twenty fiance. That's completely different. Oh Ooh. god. Oh, okay, God. don't even fun of bed. Do you imagine me being drunk and high at the same time? Ooh. I've never, <laughs> I've never listened to it. I just know it exists because they have those people as guests on Behind the Bastards. Anyway, oh okay. yeah, it's like they would cancel each other out as a stimulant and a depressant. Yeah, but actually, you know, and you know, I've been drunk and high at the same time in college, and yep. um, all all I spent most of the time doing was accusing people on television of being high and <laughs> drunks. <laughs> Because that's just what you do. And then you um, recorded it on a wax cylinder. I did actually, because I was in North Carolina, and they didn't have they didn't hadn't moved up in terms <laughs> of technology. Twenty yet. years of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> electricity. There's no there's no first e. It's just electricity. Electricity. 
It was segregated. <laughs> fou- it was, it was segregating the- fountains and wax cylinders. It's the <laughs> electricity's the devil's light. <laughs> I'm telling you, people, the Earth revolves around the sun. Burn him! What a story! You've stolen my soul. <laughs> oh, um, the devil's light, you heathen! What's that, Jim? The cylinder. And now for something completely different. Yes, okay. That's so they song. also kind of had crappy sound. I mean, even with that uh, TMBG. Oh. Oh, because, you uh, know, video wax, that Catherine wax, sold. Wax is, you know, wax is such a, me- such a viable medium for sound. <laughs> I can't listen to my recording of Master of Puppets. But you know, <laughs> you know what? You know, I, I bet you when the when the flat disc phonograph came out, I, I bet you there were like hipster purists who said, "Oh, but you'll never get the sound like you will from a wax cylinder." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wax cylinders where it's at, man. Actually, you know the funny thing about that, Joe, is that all like the purity, like the all like the turn of the century hipsters already have the the, uh, the turned up wax mustaches to begin with. <laughs> We love you, Todd. We're not making fun of you. I, We're not making I, fun. I, I have actually, I've probably got about thirty vinyl records now. Ooh! And I've got, I, I've got a pretty good table. I don't have a wax mustache. <laughs> I'm not saying that if I could grow one, I wouldn't. Jim, I but could, I can. Jim, I could t- if you if you did have a uh, wax mustache, I could totally see you twirling it. All evil like Ken Harry, you're a villain. <laughs> I know it, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Michael, yeah. can you tell, can you name that reference? What? That was Mighty Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy eating my dinner, so I oh okay. Pay attention. Uh, yeah, let him. Let the man drink his milk. <laughs> Mike, answer the question. I can. I'm having my guacamole dip. What do you have for dinner is on, is on you. And now for something completely different. So anyway, let's move on. Yeah, the pornographic disc. To the pornographic disc, yes. Uh, created yes. in 1877 <laughs> by probably, maybe not really Edison. Right? By one right, of the so- he's, he's probably, he's probably, it was probably some college intern that did it who was there for the summer. He's like, hey, Mr. Edison, look what I got. I got this disc. Joe, it was the late 19th century. Replace the word intern with immigrant, and there you go. (laughs) A little Chinese boy. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. A little Irish boy. Oh, yeah. Catherine, come on. They would have never employed a woman for that. Are you kidding? Not in 1877. Wait a second. In in, in New Jersey. According to this outline, the... Phonographic disc was created in 1877, but the cylinder was created in 1896. So which is it? So, well, they created them both, but the thing is that the cylinder was actually um, recordable. The phonographic disc was not recordable, so you could not pitch woo to your your dearest Clemma um, <laughs> and then send, then send it via Pony Express because. The phonographic record, while more convenient, A, also made of wax. Um, ah. But it was um, up until 18, uh, 1918 was the only pressed on one side. And then they turned it over and looked and said, there's a blank side here. 
So have any of you guys ever seen a 78 RPM record? Uh, yeah, I think what, so. What is the diameter on that? What would be the diameter? It, it is inches. huge. It is, is it fucking huge compared to about the 12 inches of a 33 and a third. Okay. Okay. So like, but like a 45 is like the small one, which is right, weird. The 45s, right. were, the 45s were, the sing- were the singles. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or Steven okay. Tyler's big 10-inch record. <laughs> yes, well, Jim, know, he's talking about the... his record. That's what he's yes. talking about. Yep, that's exactly what he's what talking about. It's, it's, it's a big about. record. Lake Winnipesaukee. He's talking about Lake Winnipesaukee, okay? On the map. I know that my mother's record player went to 78. Everybody's well, was, records went to well, seventy-eight yeah, always, for some always, weird reason. I always, well, I always had fun because when you played it, was it when you put it on seventy-eight, it made the record go fast. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it made it made everybody sound like the Chipmunks. <laughs> Nothing like listening to Santana's "Black Magic Woman" super duper fast, <laughs> <laughs> or the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> So let, can let it, me ask. Can, can, can I? Yeah. Can I? My my. Well, I don't know if it was my great shame, but my first vinyl record was John Lennon's. Um, John Lennon Yoko. Um, Plastic Ono band. No, it was uh, <laughs> 1980 with a, a, a little double, double fantasy. Yes, double fan- Thank yeah. you, Jim. Double fantasy. That was my first. Really? Ever yes. Well, I had okay. A, I, had thing the, I had a thing for the Beatles when I was a kid. You no, know what well, mine was. What's that? You win. (laughs) (laughs) I have. I no longer have any shame. I am no. I am. I am not shamed anymore. Catherine, what I was. I was going to ask you what, outside of like any Sesame Street or Muppets albums that you may have owned, in um in the thirty three and a third RPM. Were there any like modern music or somewhat modern rock music or anything like that you owned on vinyl? Me personally, no. You gave me two George Carlin records. I did I did for those Hanukkah? The, the, I believe I gave those to you for Hanukkah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that was uh, the first records I owned outside of things that parents had bought for me because my parents were buying me cassettes at that point. Right. So, right. But yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, Operation Fool and oh, the name of the other one escapes me, but they were. Dude, they were hilarious. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. 30 plus years later, I'm glad you had still enjoyed them. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly remember my first two vinyl records that weren't like, you know, Disco Sesame Street or anything like that. I was at my grandmother's house. It was Christmas. And one of my relatives gave me High Infidelity by Ario Speedwagon. Oh, I remember that. And I was, because I loved that out. album. Because, you know, Jim, Roller Kingdom. which is still in business i know they are which blows me away i want to take my kids there and just see if they're like this the same dirt bags are still like bullying the kids there you better get off you better get off al green's about to shoot the duck (laughs) (laughs) yeah no like a uh, a skating rink yeah like like switched over to like rollerblades or is it it's still no, no. They still do. They still do. Um, no, like, I, I, I've been there in the last few years. It, it, it with the kids. It, it is both. Okay. Yeah, do they we have, yeah, they have both. I went there years and years ago, and it was there wasn't a lot of people, but yeah, it's still basically the same place. And sure is. I, and I went <laughs> on my 
you know, I, I own a pair of roller skates. Love my roller skates. Do you shoot the duck? <laughs> I, I can shoot the duck if I need to. Oh, good. You know what I used to like about Roller Kingdom? That everything was covered in shag carpet. And if you really tried, you could get VD just by sitting on them. <laughs> uh. It's not shag carpet. It's the rolled kind that you can actually skate on. You can't skate on shag carpet. No, no, no. It was like on all the bumpers and, and like oh, in no. the jail. Uh, Do you remember the jail? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, roll, roller Kingdom jail. jail. Oh, my God. I remember right. that. <laughs> I... I got sent there once. Andy, you didn't go fast enough to ever go into the jail. There's no I way. know. No, I did not. But getting back to my story about the Oreo Speedwagon uh, album, I was at my grandmother's house. It was Christmas. One of my relatives gave it to me. And I'm looking at the record. I'm sitting in, like, I'm sitting in, like this, this finished basement my grandmother had, looking at it because she didn't have a record player. I couldn't listen to it. And my Uncle David walks down and says, hey, listen, I hear you like Oreo um, Speedwagon. <laughs> yes, I do. And he hands me a rap thing that you can absolutely tell is a record. And he's like, try this. And I opened it up, and it was the police's ghost in the machine. Oh, there you go. And there it was like, a whole new world. I remember remember sitting in your bedroom listening to both of those records. Right. I loved Ghost in the Machine, which is funny because when we talk about cassettes, I'll I'll talk about one of my first cassette memories. Uh, also involving the police. Synchronicity. No. Oh, no. Zanetta Mandata. Yeah, but let's, wow. let's not spoil this just yet, Jim. We still have oh, like the majority. It's been such a professional. I, I know. <laughs> I know. But Jim, Cause, we, cause have, we, are, we have we a majority so of the of the of the coke and weed fueled filthy seventies to get through before we even get to cassettes. <laughs> Don't forget eight tracks. Well. Oh, you, I love you read the timeline, Jim. It's on there. It's on there. We just oh, have I one know. in between here. Where's Mike, <laughs> Mike, have you ever owned any vinyl at all? Um, well, not me personally, but uh, my family had plenty of vinyl back when I was a kid. Okay, um, mainly a lot of the, a lot of like the Disney out al- uh, record albums. Okay, uh, uh, Irish Rovers. Um, the holly green, the ivy green, the prettiest yeah. picture you've ever seen. Actually, um, I'm drinking Irish whiskey, and oh my god, I'm drunk. Actually, the, ver- <laughs> the version, uh, the version done by Dennis Day is actually much more popular um, when I was a kid. Nice. Yeah, I, I remember it more. It was um, Dennis Day. I mean, look it up. Look it up. Uh, no. Like, like, uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> The holly green, the ivy green, the prettiest picture you've ever seen is Christmas in Killarney with all of the folks at home. It's nice to know to kiss your bow while cuddling under the mistletoe. And Santa Claus, you know, of course, is one of the boys from home. The door is always open. The neighbors pay a call. I didn't have an extensive... I mean, I could, I could name the three vinyl records that I had when I was a kid. I mean, I had Double Fantasy... The Beatles, 1964 to 1967, and Van Hill in 1984. And that oh, was it. That's okay. Wow. That's a nice... All right, double fantasy ain't so great, but everything else... <laughs> the, the other two, you know, two-thirds of it. Hey, I have no yeah. regrets about listening to my mother's uh, vinyl copy 
of Alice's restaurant over and over and over and over again. But the, but the thing is, my parents had, you know, my, you know, whenever I'd visit my dad's house, you know, because divorce, yeah. you know, my dad had a super extensive vinyl collection. You know, like, you know, he had all the 60s classic rock bands, all the 70s adult rock and AM rock radio. Even bands. Vanilla Fudge? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, he listened <laughs> to it all. Joe, no. let me ask you a question. As, as, as a fellow child of divorce, did you find out things about you know, like your dad's early life based on their record collection? Oh, God, yeah. 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 All right. So, Jim, what? I, Jim has essentially known my dad almost as long as I have. Mm-hmm. And when you put two and two together and realize how many fucking Grateful Dead albums my father owned. Cool. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like my dad, who is you'd a, walk into the house and you just smell the patchouli. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is that growing up, you know, really? my dad was always the straightest nail gets that gets hammered in the hardest, and it's like you look through the record collections, like when were you? You were really cool at some point. What the fuck? You know what I always remember about those records? Going, Andy. This sounds because I mean, you look at them. It's like a, it's a skull. It's a skull. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is gonna be heavy. Then you put it on. You're like, what the hell? Are these hillbillies doing? That's a th- <laughs> well. That's the trap of the Grateful Dead, Jim. Is that the Grateful Dead sound like the most like badass, hardcore, balls to the wall metal band ever? And then you listen yeah. to it's like well, trucking. Well, no, it's trucking. Especially when you're a kid you, and you don't you don't know anything about hippie culture and 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 right. jam bands, and you're looking at this al- album, you're like, wow, it's a skull with like all these funky colors. Oh, they gotta be hardcore. Yeah. There's nothing about a strawberry no. alarm clock or anything on it. Like, this is <laughs> bad. Yeah. Oh my you god! To it, you're like, oh. I am oh, also from a so broken good. home, and my parents definitely were like very mellow. But the, no, but the thing, the thing is, with, with with me, like like the the music, the my dad's albums and vinyl. I mean, the the shit he listens to is. If you look at my father, you'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah, he listens to that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a Beach you know, Boys guy. He is a Beach Boys guy. Yeah, okay. Well, so are you. Well, yeah, but right. But if you had he, twenty, he wears it on like a sleeve. Five minute conversation with my father. And then I'm like, let me show you his records. You've got, there's no fucking way this is the same person. Yeah. You're, even like, if I showed you. Candy. Yeah. Your parents' record collection is why I'm into music. It like, wasn't my parents' stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no. 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 Jim, do you want the Everly Brothers now? No. Oh, much Jim. worse. So Jim. here was, this is what I got. <laughs> this is what I got. So we had a record. You know, they had some vinyl. They had some stuff. Two things stand out to me. One was a 1962 pressing of the Kennedy family <laughs> talking on vinyl. I mean, you listen, you literally hear play. And they're like, all right, little Johnny Jr., sing a song. And he's like, I love you, Daddy. Daddy, who's that blonde girl in the closet back there? Never mind. That's Rose. Jim. I will tell you this. If the day ever comes that you meet my father before my brother kills him, <laughs> you're gonna you're, you're gonna look at him and you say, "This is a man that whose favorite song is the Ballad of the Edmund Fitzgerald," and you would be right. <laughs> they got into port and everyone was okay. They went out for lunch and felt better. 
Well, if your brother's going to kill him, I guess we got to fast track that play date. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so my other vinyl story is my parents had the Grease soundtrack. I remember that. And I used to do a double lip syncing duet of Summer Lovin'. Sadly, I did the Olivia Newton-John part better than the... <laughs> and one time, my father was watching me do it, and I turned around, and I fell, because he startled me, and I broke my finger. That's a true story. Really? I did. Oh, my God. So, so damn you, Vinyl. <laughs> so, damn you. Did you wait, did your sister do the, uh, the John Travolta version? Uh, no. Oh, no, this was, this was a one-man show. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when me. when I was like a teenager, and Jim will remember the store that we had downtown called Wexrex. Yeah, bitches. And if you wanted the um, if you wanted unauthorized uh, concert recordings, for the most part, most of them were on vinyl, with like a whole bunch yeah. of like bootleg photos and stuff like that. But how do because you, I I was such a big a bootleg on vinyl. I don't know how the fuck they did it, Joe. Oh, I, all I, I know one. is did that you there's one. Did you on Sesame Street how they make vinyl records? Because that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know how they make vinyl records, but how do you get that, that equipment into a concert? I mean, like, like if I Joe, took like, I like, had one. I, I, and I don't know what I did with it. I had an Ozzy Osbourne. I remember that. Oh, and you took four from the Bark at the Moon tour record. How and did the they make it? The only place I could listen to it was Andy's mother. It's probably your mother probably has it. Because it's the only place I can listen to it. Yeah, because I can I can picture Andy's mom just rocking out to Oz. Oh, she used to. Joe, you would be shocked by how many vinyl records of mine that my mother still has. Um, it's only because I have no place to put them because I don't have a turntable. But like between that, I just remember like this one Van Halen um bootleg where somebody photoshopped Valerie Bertinelli's head on like a naked body. This and is before like, Photoshop, Andy. They probably took a scissor. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was absolutely a knife, that one. Some white, some Elmer's glue. Photoshop. <laughs> and, and we were like, we were like 12 years old, like, oh man, that's hot. You know, um, and, 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 a, and the pictorial of Tori Wells from Penthouse. Okay. <laughs> but when we were. Again, wow, Joe, you're really digging deep specific. with the Tori Wells there, Joe. You watch entirely too much porn. Uh, and I'm saying uh, that there, as a man who there, understands there, completely who Tori Wells is. There, and, um, I will tell you this. There's not a whole lot to do up in Vermont. No, there's Northwest. not. I wouldn't want so, to be a, God, you have to take a chisel to those sheets. Ugh. But yeah. anyway, okay, they just snap in half. Anyway, <laughs> the other thing that Wexrex would sell was that my, my, my radio, radio station choice was WBCN. And every year they'd have the Rock and Roll Rumble, which was like this concert, this, like this contest for local bands. And the winner would always get their stuff released on vinyl. And I would go there and I would pick up like these vinyl EPs, which a vinyl EP on 33 and a third is such a waste of material. It's not even funny. That was a great store, though. I love that store. I, I really love that store because, I mean, most of my um, and as Gary corrected me one time because I saw him a few years ago, he's like, they're not bootlegs. They're unauthorized concert recordings. Like, oh, sorry. Okay. No. Uh, sorry. He's alive. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he was dead back then, and nobody had told him. He's on Antiques Roadshow. I think is he's he? still on Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, Gary Wexrex is. Yeah, Gary really? Wexrex is. But here's the thing, though: with it's like I always walked in there with the suspicion that if I were to ask for the, a very specific thing, that's <laughs> when 
everything would open like all the all the the, the shelves would like flip around men in black style and then <laughs> there's just nothing but like this assortment of drugs that my 14 year old brain could never absorb is like well i guess you wanted the hot tuna then right <laughs> you wanted see- the gas station tuna okay <laughs> I could just see Andy walking in there going, do you have uh, the tape by the basis for the church? Flip it! <laughs> you want Steve Kilby, man? I got Steve Kilby. This shit will get you oh, fucked Oh, I didn't up. want you to say his name. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you just proved everything. Jeez. You just proved Jim right. You know what's funny, though? I am on my fourth whiskey right now, by the way, <laughs> and I can still remember the name still Steve Kilby. So there we go. Yeah, hey, you're... I'm on my fifth gin and tonic, and I remember the name Tori Wells, okay? Well, I think you spent a lot of time with her. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> the only thing, but Andy, because you keep talking, we talked about Wexrex. You remember the, the I, I, I'm sorry, they were bootlegs, the bootleg tapes in the quality of the sound? Oh, of- yeah. Because I remember, do you remember, you and I went in there and there was a double Led Zeppelin tape and I was so excited from 82 okay. at Nebworth. No, 80 at, at Nebworth. Right it's Nebworth. <laughs> yeah. Nebworth. It's not. It's not Nebworth. But... Thank God we have a British audience, Jim. So this makes do sense. We? Go ahead. Go. M, you spoke to her two, a couple weeks ago. Well, I didn't know if she bothered to listen to you. I thought you guys were just buddies or something. <laughs> So go oh, ahead, Jim. Nebworth. No, it was no. I remember, I remember playing you, playing it for you, and I remember looking at you, going, "Is this as bad as I think it is?" And you're like, "It's worse." <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that so disappointing when you get like a bootleg? You're thinking, "Oh God, it's gonna be like I'm gonna be at the concert," and you're like, "What the fuck is this shit?" It was awful. Oh God. Hey, I got this bootleg from the Going Through the Motions tour. <clears throat> oh. God, it was. And they, it actually had and, a dog on and it. I, and I actually, I, I actually have a couple good bootleg stories from when we reached the CD era. Okay. All right, okay. So, so, are we done with records now? I think we so. Were. All right. <laughs> so, well, well, it, my my record story would not be complete if I didn't bring up Herman's Hermit. Herman's Hermits. Oh God, that was that was one of my dad's favorite bands. Oh, you know, the sad thing is now is because of. The Naked Gun, which I actually showed to my daughter the other day. That's the only time I ever think of Herman Her- Herman's Hermits anymore. I can't even talk. Um, Herman's Hermits. Herman's, Herman's Hermits. Did I say Paul Revere and the Raiders? <laughs> Fuck you, Joe. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I can only think of them now from that, like, that montage from The Naked Gun. Especially when they're clotheslining that other couple. <laughs> that was actually on the other day. I showed it to my daughter the other day, actually. Fortunately, I didn't have to describe what a concrete dildo was because she totally missed that line. So, <laughs> yay! Safe for another day. What, what, what did she say about the full body condoms? Uh, she didn't quite understand what they were, and I just kind of gave her like the rudimentary. Uh, Yes, it's because she knows what sex is, obviously, because, you know, but I just explained to her, no, people have to protect themselves when they're having sex. Do they put those things on? No, honey, that's a joke. <laughs> let's move on. Thank you. Yes, let's move on. Yes, exactly. So anyway, let's speak of body condoms. Speaking of body condoms, let's talk about Real to Real. Created in Germany in uh, 1928 for use with the Blattner phone. Oh, that's good. Sure. 
Blattner phone, Blattner. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's sure a lot more. Flat. I'm sure that's a lot more fun to say when you're drunk. Um, no, it's not actually, uh, Mike. It is much harder to say. And again, I'm four whiskeys in right now. So, um, oh, I was going to mention the fact that when I first moved into Hudson, there was a toy shop in the center of town that was called Toy Boat, Toy Boat, Toy Boat. That's boot. With a Blattner phone. No, the Blattner oh, phone. Who the hell owns the reel to reel? I mean, come on. All right. Oh, I my grandfather did. Oh, I got a story. Joe, I you had story. Crystal Gale on reel to reel. Crystal <laughs> Gale. <laughs> you so know what, Jim? My mom, was a huge, my mom was a huge Crystal Gale fan. Joe. Oh, so was, so was my do mom. Wanna, and... Do you want to substitute mom with you? <laughs> Because, you know, it's that, it's that floor-length hair that just does it for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and now for something completely different. The reel-to-reel was essentially the predecessor to the actual, like, compact cassette tape. My uncle had one of these things, and it was almost like it was the centerpiece of their entertainment center. <laughs> and as far as I know, he only had, like, the one reel, but it had, like, 18 albums on it. What? And it was just like, I mean, it was all like just like the stuff that anybody who grew up in the 1950s would listen to. Well, you know, but, when I when, when I think of real to real, I think of like those scenes in the movies where you have like some yes. hard nosed detective, yeah. you know, dictating into the uh, into the I, microphone saying, "Oh no 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 the 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 the, the computers the, the 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 old sci fi computers yes. where oh, you have the real to real." God, I just think of like. Snuff films. It's like, all right, watch the guy with the zipper mask. <laughs> well, 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 now we know what your watching habits are, Jim. I can only think uh, of uh, Space Jam. If it was a vote between you and me, I think you'd win. <laughs> all right. What? Mike, what were you saying? I can only think of uh, Spaceship Earth in Dan Epcot. Oh, oh yeah. When you, go the through the, uh, when you go through the 70s, they have those reel-to-reels on the computer. Oh. There. <laughs> no, if you're talking reel-to-reel the, 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 the in the 70s, we're talking... Clock. We're talking of stuff other than music. Now is the time. Is the, the, the carousel of sexism? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? No, they did actually have in the, in the, well, the carousel of progress. That's all white people. But no, in Spaceship Earth, actually, the woman working in the, um, the reel to reel, like those, those, like those computer areas, she was actually a black woman. So, very nice yes, exactly. Cause it was the 70s after all. Yeah. Groovy. But yeah, exactly. That's Spaceship Earth, though. Um, yeah, no, I just okay, remember yeah, yeah. like my uncle having this thing, and it was just like this gigantic, unwieldy reel of of like three inch tape that just it didn't sound great, but you could put a whole bunch of shit on there. Meanwhile, I've got like my double sided cassette deck, and I'm just like, I can't fit a whole record on here anymore. Why? <laughs> You couldn't fit a whole record. Sometimes you couldn't. If the and I, I we'll get into this mainly when we talk about the CDs because Joe had mentioned um, about the insidious practices of the music industry when they would exclude songs from cassettes and from you know from uh, records that would be on cassettes and CDs like bonus tracks. No, Joe, Joe knows exactly what I'm talking about. Joe's on a bio break. Oh, he is. Okay. Don't know nothing. <laughs> that's my anyway. thoughts on that's my thoughts on real to real. So let's move on to eight track then. 
Yeah. Which were first designed in 1952. And realistically speaking, when somebody shows you an 8-track, do not immediately think 1970s. Just a oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> it's it's yeah. old stuff. My my grandfather owned eight tracks. Of course. Oh man. So this was the first format to actually be an optional audio add-in to a car. So yep. if right. you bought like a like a nineteen sixty Chevrolet, you could actually have an eight track player installed into it. You sure could. Back yeah, exactly. Back and in like I've got seventy seven when you were driving down the street. And you're looking for some ladies you could put on Saturday Night Fever. Well, we're going to talk about that when we actually talk about our personal experience with that. Sure. But some of the other fun things here is that it was unable to fast forward and rewinding was a kind of like a beast due to the design of the machine. The tapes broke more often than not because it's only being pulled in one direction and there's only one reel. So the stress on the tape was terrible. And the bonding material, Mike, you'll appreciate this. The bonding material used to hold the tracks together was called solenoid, which totally sounds like the weapon that they were uh, engineering in Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> stupid minds. <laughs> stupid, stupid. Stupid, stupid. You see? You're stupid minds. Stupid, stupid. Um, oh, my God. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Uh, we, last time I saw it was actually when we saw it on uh, Rift Tracks doing a yeah. live version of it. That was actually their very first live show. That was awesome. Yeah. I, I have I have it around here somewhere, I think. Do anyway, you continue. did anybody own an eight track? Because I feel like we're at the time yeah. now when almost everybody uh, Oh god. You well I my uh I I didn't own eight tracks, my grandfather did. My grandfather in Puerto Rico was yeah. huge on eight tracks. Because that's what the that's what his cars had. His he, right. he still didn't have an yeah. have an eight track player. His cars had eight track players. My, like like I said, my grandfather in Wellesley had a track. So yeah, my no, 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 my yeah, first no judgment car. On your uh, grandfather, uh, no grandfather actually, Joe, because my grandfather in Wellesley. <laughs> <laughs> my first car, my first car, my uh, my first car was a '66 Mustang, and it had an eight track player. Oh my god. Was, Huge. I mean, it took a. You know, it's like it, it was in the spot where the no, the radio normally would be, and it was huge. Yeah, those things stuck out like five inches oh, from God. where everything else is flush. Joe, yes. Did you Jeremy. have the Dukes of Hazard soundtrack? <laughs> I did not. No. When, when did I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that was available in a track, Jim. <laughs> of course, it would be. My goodness. Hey, Joe, when did you train in your Mustang for a Mustang two? <laughs> Never <laughs> <laughs> over my dead body. <laughs> my my, fucking my mother, pin, fucking Pinto and drag. It's <laughs> <laughs> all a Mustang Two is. I don't think what? anyone's ever said the, that phrase. You know before. what? Joe's a mean oh. drunk. <laughs> Joe, how many G and T's have you had right now? I am into five. Right, I'm on my I'm on my fourth whiskey right now, and then I'm switching over to beer, just because. Oh, I because still... you know you want to lighten up a little bit. Oh my god, it's it's I'm I'm already beyond the point of no return <laughs> to the point. I am, but, I'm at the I'm at that point where my my skin is kind of like numb a little oh, bit, tingly. Uh, uh, Joe's gonna. Oh my god, Joe! I'm, I'm, I need to catch up. 
Joe, I'm at the point right now where I can actually feel the furrows in my brow. <laughs> are they some... furrowing? They are furrowing. Nice. They're furrowing hither and they're furrowing dither. Yeah. Uh, this this Sexton Ooh. Irish whiskey dither. is delicious, by the way. It's so, yes, and Jim, Jim might remember this. My mother had an 8-track in her Fiat. Another oh. relic of the 70s, oh the Fiat. God. I remember that. Yeah, my, my grandfather had a Maverick. So my mother was the first person, and we'll discuss this a little. We discussed it earlier. We'll discuss it later as well. My mother joined the Columbia House record and 8-track collection. Uh, uh, How many of us ruined our credit? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! That, first, that is our so first we had so much Earth, Wind, and Fire, any <laughs> logins. TV. But here's the thing, though, is that if I'm gonna credit some of my my classic my classic rock love, it's because of my mother's eight track collection. Because I Andy, learned about Stevie Wonder. I learned about the um, Andy. Earth, I Wind, remember. And Fire. Yeah. I remember your mom from high school. I have a hard time picturing her rocking out to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, Joe, you will also have a hard time recognizing the fact that one time I caught her smoking weed. So there we go. <laughs> Boom. Did, so. you, did you not see when I shared the picture from my uh, junior high yearbook with her and her big perm? Yeah. Yeah. But I, <laughs> well, what I remember from when we were in school Nah, Earth, Wind, and Fire was not the first thing that would come pop into my mind. Well, and that's the thing, though, and I always say this about people, because I remember, like, we went to, this is like, I think I was working with Staples at the time. We went to our department head's uh, house for, like, a cookout at a party, and I'm hanging out with one of the guys in my department, and we're looking at her CD collection, and this dude, who was just, like, you know, major wake and bake, was just looking at me like, you know, you can tell <laughs> a lot of people from their music collection. Look at all this reggae. I'm like, oh my god, she smokes weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, also, uh, 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 Mrs. DeSisto was a social studies teacher. That's true. That's yeah, true. Good point, yeah. I just want to, well, yeah, point I, out I do, to... I do, I do remember the acting social studies teachers being rather kind of progressive. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> That's the gentle way of putting it, <laughs> Catherine. Oh, mi Mr. Sobel, I, I'm pretty sure he got canned because he had a, uh, a Polaroid of a hanged man, a lynch man in, in, in our classroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, my, I, it just like, because I remember parties with my mother and her school friends. And just... Yeah, no, it's it just seriously, like, I, I got the behind-the-curtain look that none of y'all figured out, and I was, like, sworn to silence with. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no, Jim's going to drop off for a little bit. He's going to try to come back later on, so hopefully he comes He comes back. Jim, please come back. We need you for this. Joe. That's a whole yeah. lot. Joe. Yeah. If I come back, are you going to be alive, or? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah? I'm... I, I am a veteran, you know, you know hey, Joe, at this. Joe, after yes. you're done, let's play Division. Oh, God. <laughs> I went to I UMass Amherst. I, I can do it. <laughs> I know. All right. well, and, and, and I will play Division, and I will just random matchmake with whoever wants to. <laughs> I, actually, I'd be more interested in seeing you guys play Resident Evil. Oh, God, that's so spooky.
right, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> all right. All right. Fun, all right Try to join us if you can. Just text me and I'll get you back in. All right, dude. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Yep. Love you. Bye. Love you too. So, yes. Sex. So, He'll sext you when he gets back in. That's what I <laughs> God damn it, Catherine. I feel bad too because, like, Mike is like, I'm just waiting for CDs to pop up. I'm waiting for cassettes to pop up. Um, What's an A track? Oh all right, so an A track. Okay, so let me let me explain so, okay. to you well, hold on. how well, if you they, wanted to, they kind of look like a VHS, sort of. Sort of. I I, I, yeah. I know what an A track is. Right. Seriously. But, but, but you know, let you know, me. I was, I'll explain it to everybody else. When when, when I was when I was a kid, you know, like like I said, my my grandfather had a, a pretty extensive collection of A track. When I was a kid, this is my Puerto Rican grandfather in, in Puerto Rico, and when I was living there, I used to play with his A tracks like they were matchboxes. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know why, but I would just like treat them like cards and just like I, mean, I, I was five years old at the time, so you know what you know what I love too about eight tracks too is that they had the balls that like all of the artwork was just on this really like flimsy label that all you oh, needed yeah. to do was look at it and it would start to peel. Oh, they would always peel off, and you, and you never knew. You never knew what the actual A track was, what who the artist or album was, until so you actually put it in. Oh God, I don't know what this is. It came from somewhere over the mountain. Oh, okay, mom, I found your Doobie Brothers album. <laughs> I, 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 I seriously remember these. I remember like, like twenty years ago. I was up in the attic of our old house, the house I grew up in. And it was just this case of them. And I'm just, like, marveling at them. I'm not going to say it wasn't high at the time, but <laughs> I'm just like, how do these things work? If only there were a website or something that would tell me how they work. So this week, while I'm doing all my research, I'm, like, looking. I'm more intrigued about the way 8-tracks work than anything else. Because all I remember was is that if we wanted to change a track on an eight track, you would hit the button and you would hear like this curl click shunk. Yep. Because all of the tracks were on top of each other. And you would you would end up where the tape was. So if you start listening to a song, um, let's just say, for example, you're just listening to Stevie Wonder. I'm only using that right now because that's all I can think of right now, because God <laughs> Damn, I've drank a lot of whiskey. <laughs> and it's like, okay, if I hit this, I'll get superstition. And I hit that. I just hear that chunk, And it's kind of to like the end of it. I'm like, fuck. I can't rewind this thing. God knows I can't fast forward. And it was just like, it was just like, it was everything that the, the, the compact cassette offered except nothing. That the compact cassette offered. No, well, I mean, I remember as a, you know, because when I was a kid, I mean, this was like late seventies, early eighties. Cassettes were fairly ubiquitous by then, you know. So you know, here's yeah. my grandfather was a track, and to me, it looked like just a giant cassette that was inconvenient. <laughs> yes, it was. A, it was a highly inconvenient cassette player, cassette tape, or whatever. You would just stare at it and marvel at how does this work? Right, because you can and you can see the reel, but you didn't see like the actual. I mean, well, you could see like the the actual tape, but you couldn't see the reels themselves. You're like, how the hell does this thing work? How does it turn? 
Well, the way that it worked essentially was is that the um, the mechanism would just pull on the tape, but it would it would pull it all in one direction, and the tape had a looping mechanism. Yeah. So that's how it worked. That's why like eight tracks didn't last nearly as long as any of the other medium, except for maybe the wax. The wax probably just melted on a hot summer day. But um, yeah, no, it was crazy. So, Mike. Did you did you did your dad ever own or your mom ever own any A tracks? Oh no, no. no. <laughs> we, we we went straight from records to cassette tapes. Okay, okay. It's just I just remember this being such a and it's such a seventies thing. Oh, it's it is so seventy. Like, they were like making A tracks up until nineteen eighty eight. Really? Still, I yes. And again, thank you YouTube for this. But I have no memory of anything other than that initial Columbia House collection that my mother had. But the, 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 thing, the thing about 8-Tracks is, and I don't know why, but I always associate 8-Track with, like, AM radio rock, I guess. You know, AM rock. Yacht rock and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what we owned. We owned Doobie Brothers. We owned Kenny Loggins. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I would, I, you know, I honestly think that at some point my mother looked at the, the the checklist of stuff that she could order because she had to make up for those eight eight tracks she she, she got for a penny and <laughs> looked at it and goes, uh, maybe Rupert Holmes, maybe, yeah. maybe. Columbia <laughs> House was the Columbia House was the sucker's way out. Have you listened? To the margarita song, uh, the uh, the uh, pina colada song. Those people are objectively the worst human beings the, on the, they are. the planet. They oh yeah, bad people. Oh, Those they are, are bad huh? people. Oh my they, god, they, it was funny. their relationship has issues. They should have just fucking talked to each other, talked to each other about what they wanted, what their kinks were, and they would have been fine. Okay, so this man and women are in this relationship for, oh, let's say eight months. Uh, that's the average national length of a dating relationship of males 18 to 34. And they don't even know that each other likes pina coladas? What, would they always panic and order Manhattans or something? Yeah, and wouldn't they probably already have been caught in the rain together? And, and, and then one of them at least mentioned that they liked getting caught in the rain? Mm -hmm. And if this couple, well, we'll call them Rick and Julie for the purposes of this argument. If Julie and Rick have been together for any amount of time, well, doesn't each of them have a responsibility to communicate to the the other his or her dissatisfaction with the relationship yeah because by responding to the personal ads not only are they cheating on each other they're cheating on each other with each other yeah the so, pina colada song is also called like you know two months from a divorce so let me explain something here as well um a very good friend of mine brian dermody his his twitter photo actually look makes him look like one of those yacht rock dudes he's got the aviators on he's got kind of like that nanny goat scruff and I'm expecting that one day I'm just going to see this video posted on YouTube of he and his wife just reenacting the entire Pina Colada escape the Pina Colada song thing. Just so we can actually visualize it and go, yeah, these people fucking suck. Yeah. And now for something completely different. So anyway, let's move on to something that I think we're all well acquainted with. Oh, God, yeah. The compact cassette tape, released in 1963, and was originally used for dictation machines, primarily because the the, the compact cassette was in, a, in an encased, <laughs> essentially it was an encased reel-to-reel -reel 
and you could pop one in. It, it sounds how's like Catherine. How's your dick? How's your dick? Do you want to use the dictaphone? No, I'll just use my fingers. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I think Catherine's at the giggly end of, of the, the, the alcoholism. Oh, oh, Mike, if you if you knew, oh my God, we you know, all... And I'm not I'm not trying to push you to the dark side, my friend. But uh, trust me, oh I don't, I don't like God, I don't like we... the taste of alcohol plenty well, plenty enough that I will not go to the dark side. Trust me, I understand that. I totally understand that, and I respect your decision to not do that. But oh my God, right now. I am in the hands flailing wildly <laughs> stage of my alcoholism. I am in the point right now where last year we were at a house in upstate New York and my sister-in-law, who I don't think has ever actually seen me like whiskey drunk, looked at me and goes, Andy, I don't think I've ever said this to you. You're an amazing drunk. And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't know me in college. So I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I have gone from suicidal drunk to fun and a happy drunk to arms really wildly drunk in the scan of in the span of thirty years, and I will take that. <laughs> that that's called that's called progress, Andy. That's called growth. Good to know. Oh, yeah. Don't don't be suicidal drunk, man. No, I was suicidal drunk in college. That was a different story entirely. Because okay, God. Damn, my heart got broken. I okay, just, Kermit. I just thank God I didn't get. I I didn't actually drink a lot in, in high school because, ooh, we talked <laughs> about it on the show before. But yes, yeah, have, yeah, Jenny. So anyway, let's talk about cassettes. <laughs> I I could talk about the 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 first cassettes I ever uh, owned that were again you know my decision not like. Well, actually, it wasn't my decision, but I don't regret them. Was uh, Cindy Lauper's "Off the Wall"? Okay. All right. Cool. And uh, that that introduced me to a whole new world. Thank you, stepmother mm -hmm. Sharon. And then there was uh, uh, Michael Jackson's "Off the Wall." <laughs> I, I feel like I have the name for Cindy Lauper's. Oh, she's so unusual. That was it. I was going to say was, it was Michael Jackson's "Off the Wall," which was okay. And Cindy Lauper, she's so unusual, which is amazing. She's so off the wall. These were, these were the these were the uh, first uh, tapes I had that weren't Sesame Street. Wow. Well, now you kind of make me want to have a Cindy Lauper Michael Jackson mashup. <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there, but it's probably not very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. How about you? What was your first My, like? Oh. Honest to God, you bought it cassette. Oh, easy. Def Leppard Pyromania, nineteen eighty three, when it first oh, came nice. out. After after I watched for the 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 video for Photograph on MTV, I was like, I have to have this tape. I need this song. I need to listen to this song over and Show. over and over and over. We had and I that did. on vinyl on on um, round two of my mother's Columbia House records and tape collection uh, <laughs> thing. And I begged her, Mom, you just bought all this hi-fi equipment because it was 1984. Mm -hmm. Mom, you bought all this hi-fi equipment. Can you please make me a tape? No, I'm saving those tapes. Fuck. <laughs> and I, re I, re I remember my mom 
it was it was right after we had moved to uh, Acton. We you know we we just moved in, and my mom bought a um, a tape deck. You know, she actually bought a hi-fi system that had a tape deck and a, and a turntable and everything from um, what was the mail order catalog that was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Was it Leechmere? Leechmere or Filene's or? It was probably Leechmere because. Probably Leechmere. Filene's was more clothes. Yeah, every technology purchase, like all of my firsts for technology pur purchases were essentially, except for my CD player, they were essentially all Leechmere. Okay. Yeah. So, so. Oh, and by the way, I just wanted to interject real quick. I just killed three fourths of a bottle of um sexton i am on my last glass okay um, yeah so i am it's just I, now an empty recyclable bottle i am halfway through my bottle of saint george gin after okay, this i have to move to beer so go if ahead we're gonna so, report this i'm gonna tell every my my co my one co-worker that listens i just killed my uh bottle of wine and before that i'd have like uh <clears throat> eight beers oh, excuse me oh boy Boy, those steaks taste, taste better. Taste just as good the second time around. Geez, Joe, I can smell that from here. Wow. <laughs> it smells like jalapenos. <laughs> so, anyways, Parmenia. So, not only did I, because I played it so much, I played Parmenia so fucking much, I ended up getting it two more times <laughs> until I could actually get a CD player, which we'll get into. Right. Nope. right. Nope. Never heard of it. Yeah. Is, is there any cassette you know, that you bought more than? Is there any cassette you actually bought more than once for whatever stupid reason? Because I've yeah, got an incredibly Pyro stupid reason. Uh, go ahead. Pyromania, Pyromania, and then um, and then um, uh, Dire Straits. Um, Brother brothers in, arms. in Arms. Okay. Brothers, brothers, yeah, Brothers in Arms. Yeah. Mothers it. in Arms. Yeah, that'd be much different. So let me let me throw this out because the, the cassette I own the and most brothers. was actually it's a tie between um, the Church's Starfish, which I had an original copy that I, I loaned to a I don't even want to call her a girlfriend in college, and she took it and then dropped out of college. It's okay, so Andy. You can say she was your fuck buddy. That's okay. She wasn't even a fuck buddy, dude. I like that oh. is my shame. Um. <laughs> But oh, she, man. she kind of like she had it. She dropped out, and then I asked for it for Christmas, and I got another copy. So I was very happy about that. Um, but the one I intentionally bought twice was Synchronicity, and again, going back to what we talked about with Rex Rex, is that the Synchronicity tape was kind of static, whereas the the LPs, like the records, all had different like there were like thirty three different variations of that. Mm -hmm. And Wexworks had one copy of a cassette of the exact same music. I was getting nothing new out of this. But it was essentially the band from the photo from the back of the album <laughs> with the blue, the yellow, and the red across that. I'm like, I need to have that. <laughs> I'm going to use my Burger King money, and I'm going to fucking pay for that. My Burger King <laughs> money. <laughs> Because I worked at Burger King at the time. Don't judge me. Oh, we will. Oh, I'm sure you yeah. will, Mike. But I think yeah, in terms Josh. of like the album I bought with my own cash, I honestly want to say it was probably the Power Station. 
the way. You're... All right, so the power station where <laughs> I think I back know when, them. Back when Duran Duran took a break, they like broke off into two different bands. There was the power station and there was Arcadia. <laughs> and my mother the power took me to and the um, substation. Utilizing my <laughs> using my 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 uh, paper route money, I was able to buy the power station cassette. <laughs> and that was the first cassette I think I bought with my own money. But I had owned cassettes for years. I had owned like you know we mentioned synchronicity. I bought synchronicity. I bought um, my my parents gave me like I loved Journey because I loved Escape. But instead of buying me Escape, they bought me like this. One side had one album. One side had the other album. It was like early like Journey prog rock. Mm-hmm. So you know that's why I have trust issues now. <laughs> What's wrong with prog rock? There's nothing wrong with prog rock unless you're 11 years old, Catherine. Uh, I, I, at 10 years old, I like Yes. Yes was pretty Oh, cool. shut up, Joe. It was owner of a lonely heart. You didn't really like prog rock, yes. <laughs> I love, I love oh these Reich, so therefore I love frog rock. Frog no, rock? Say, frog rock, yes. I actually heard you say frog rock as well. <laughs> oh my god I feel you know what let me just put this out here to our dear listener who's listening to this right now thank you for sticking with this <laughs> thank you for sticking with this for 199 episodes because we're having a fantastic time right now and we've already gone off the rails Mike what would you say because you're the only one who can figure this out right now I genuinely don't even think we ever stayed on the rails. Exactly. We're totally sticking to the agenda. We're keeping online with things. We're currently on cassettes. That's true. We are actually getting close to the end. Wow. All right. So let me ask you a question. Now, your first mixtape. Oh, God. That is so embarrassing, Andy. Why? All right. Well, let me ask you a question. Why you got to dig that up? Was it for you, of or was not. it for somebody else? Uh, oh. My mixtapes, my mixtapes were totally for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the safe space. My mixtapes were totally for me because, of course, I had like 18 Sesame Street records. <laughs> Fair enough. And no, no, literally, I had 18 Sesame Street records because my parents got sick of hearing the same thing over and over and over again. So they would just buy me more records and more records and more records. And okay. then it was also my mother's, my mother's record collection of like the new Christy Minstrels. <laughs> and, <laughs> new Christy Minstrels. <laughs> and uh, Buffy St. Marie. And all this sort of stuff. So like, I, I first learned to burn mixtapes off of my mother's uh, uh, record set. And then I got myself a boombox where I could burn from uh, from CD from the uh, CD, <laughs> yeah. and of course I had those those uh, 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 tapes from uh, Radio Shack that were like pink and yellow, yep. and clear, <laughs> and you could see when the the, the, the tape cleared around. Oh yeah, um, I I I was I was totally a mixtape person. I've got mixtapes. I had a mixtape in my deck. That I, I I played while driving uh, my friends to our live action role playing games. Um, it was called "You Desist to Be Street, You Walk," <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and it was just 
90 yeah oh i bought the 90 minute tapes <laughs> so i'm assuming on that you had one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve that was not on the uh the 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 about the, um, shame. Um, um, see, see. Yeah, uh, no, it would be no, no. Now the uh, the the like I have like this like dubstep version of that that is totally on my mix, but that was not on one of the records I had at the time. So it was just like all, and and I still have to find like I I, I can't find my Cookie Monster record, so I don't have Legend of Cookie Mountain, and it's very sad. So. See, see, so that that Leechmere kind of hi-fi system I was telling you about earlier. <laughs> so it had the double, the the dual tape decks, you know. So like you could record one from the other, and then mm -hmm. you know you could also record from the from the from the the uh, uh, the the disc thing, the um, pornograph. <laughs> yeah, the pornograph. Yes. yes. Yeah, the disc. The <laughs> God damn it! The album player, the record player. <laughs> you can record from the record player. And of course, this was around the time when I started hitting puberty. <laughs> so it was the pornograph player. So there, so there was a lot of embarrassing mixtapes roaming around the, the, the acting Boxborough uh, uh, school system. This is my pornograph. Joe, why did you make for me this huge bush uh, recording? <laughs> <laughs> this huge bush. <laughs> Like when I Joe, when I got my first double cassette, it was primarily it was going to be used for two things. One, it was just to just record straight albums from. Yeah. So like if a if a relative or a friend had an, a, a cassette, they would loan that to me, and I would just 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 record it. Right. But I also used it to record stuff off the radio, which. Was Which a, is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh my god. So let me tell you the story. Of the time that the song, the Madonna song, "Lived to Tell," was a huge <laughs> hit, and I decided to record it on the one night that WHTT oh in Boston decided not to play it until at one o'clock at night. <laughs> I stayed up till fucking one o'clock at night, and the second I heard, it, I'm like, oh. And I hit the record button to record it. And the second it was over, I hit the stop button and went right to sleep. <laughs> but the first, I remember, like, when I, I realized I can actually do this to make my own, like, mixes of stuff. I was in, um, I was a senior in high school. And I remember Amy Walrod gave me oh, a Amy. mix. A, I loved her. I like seriously, it was like she was like my first platonic love. And she gave me a mixtape and I'm like, I should have probably figured out the signals from there, but I'm an idiot. Nope. <laughs> um, but she but she gave me an idea. I'm like, what if I borrow tapes from people and I make a copy of the songs that I like? And I used to give them clever titles. So I don't know if you guys did this or not, because the inner DJ in me was like I'm totally going to name every oh, mixtape yeah. I make from here forward. So my first Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So my first mixtape was called The Smell of Wet Paint. 
<laughs> nice. Which will eventually be a trivia thing on our IMDb page. Catherine, what was the name of your your mixtape? Oh my god, uh, I had so many. Um... Not this uh, Sesame Street or I kick you out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just just make sure you walk, and uh, yeah, I remember listening to uh, my Walkman in homeroom, and somebody was like, "What are you listening to?" I'm like, "Weird Al." <laughs> Fuck you! I'm listening to Weird Al. <laughs> so I'm like, Amy Walright. Oh shit! I can look her up in these yearbooks that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had a tape of um, song taken off a of radio. Yeah, which one? And I actually, I, I inherited, inherited it from my sister actually. And all I can remember <laughs> about it is that the first song on it was uh, "The King of Wishful Thinking." Okay. Yeah. I remember, I remember listening to the radio, and uh, somebody called in and was like, "I would like to request this song, and I would like to request that you don't talk over the intro because I'm going to record it on the tape." <laughs> <laughs> and they inevitably always do. Assholes. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They were like, "Okay, so you would like to not talk? You would like us to not talk over this? Okay, we will not talk over this. We're going to not talk over this." And they were just like, "I was like, why would they do that?" And my mom was like, "Because." That's how radio goes. How radio works because DJs are assholes. Did you ever have? Let me ask you a question. If it's a song, they're going to be jerks about it. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever request a song for somebody on the radio that you knew that they were actually going to hear? No. Well, I've I've requested songs for people on the radio, but it's like I never, I I didn't think they'd listen to it. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. All (laughs) right, I got a story. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> you know it's good if, I, if I've got a oh, story. Go. go ahead. So, the day that I am driving to the courthouse to get my divorce. Oh, my goodness. For my first wife is my, my girlfriend at the time listened to it. It was her birthday. And, like, the song that we were most kind of attuned with was Sean Mullen's Lullaby. Oh, Andy. As we are driving (laughs) to the courthouse, we're like, all right, well, Andy wants to wish a happy birthday to Jackie with his great song. So, Sean Mullen's Lullaby. As she is driving me to get a fucking divorce. Oh, Andy. The shame, the shame. I am that na- I am that Native American with a tear in my eye right now. I am just like, like actually. But the thing is, I wish I could record that because it would have been hilarious. Okay, so I I I I can find it around here somewhere. I do actually have a recording of me calling into WVBF. On the worst joke of the day. Oh, God. And I told my joke, and they were like, they laughed, and they were like, never call this station again. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, Joe and Mike. Lauren and Wally were like, your pun is so bad. Joe and Mike, have you ever had, have you ever called into a radio station before and actually gotten on air? Nope. Uh, I think I did once. Yeah, actually, I I did, but it was talk radio. <laughs> oh, 
And you don't have to talk radio. Yeah, yeah dude, no. no, that that's just fucking bullshit, man. I don't get why like <laughs> the conservatives gotta be like that. Yeah. Mike, how about you? Uh yeah, I think I I think I have once, yeah. Okay. I, Tell us, please. Honestly, I genuinely don't remember much more beyond that. Okay, you know All what right. it is. I know it happened so, once, yeah. Fair. All right, so All right. in the in the part of my life that we never talk about, which was nineteen ninety nine. I was dry. It was the only time I had to drive to work, and I was working in Boston at the time. And I had to take the mass bike, and I had to do all that stuff. And I'm driving, and I'm listening to WFNX, and they have like this, like they they pair you with another person. You have to answer these questions, and the the tiebreaker was what is the plural of data. Neither of us could figure that out. So fortunately, data for myself, is the plural of data. Actually, no, it's not. Datum. Yes, it is. Datum. It's datum. It's datum. Yeah, yeah, no, data is the... Dude, data is the plural. Datum is the singular. You ruined the punchline. Because what happened was, is that I got there. And, you know, and I did win a very nice vertical Horizon CD because of it. But I showed up at work. And one of my coworkers, who was like, 40 years older than me, looks at me and goes, it's datum, you idiot. <laughs> I have a similar story. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, go ahead. Uh, 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 I wrote into uh, WAAF for the, uh, the Workplace of the Day Award, and I won it. Oh, really? You won it? Okay. I, I won it, and they announced it on the radio, and uh, 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 Peggy's boyfriend was showing up at the office at that time, and he shows up, and it was, like, around Valentine's Day, and he shows up and goes, where's Catherine? <laughs> he, like, walks into the office looking for his girlfriend, but is like, no, where's Catherine? She just won board place of the day on WAF! <laughs> <laughs> And I got, like, a whole bunch of stuff which I handed out to a bunch of people. I was like, okay, I want more places of the day. And so, like, you can have this, and you can have this, and you can have this. Like, I got a bunch of stuff. It was awesome. I was like, and and this was, like, you know, after September 11th when I was just, like, rooted to the <laughs> I was like, tell me the news. What the hell is going on in the world? I'm gonna guess we're done with cassette with like compact cassettes. Right? I think so. I think so. I think we can move on to the next one. I have I have one more weird little interesting Go. story about compact cassettes. Go, Mike. Um, I recorded some like I was really into like Red Dwarf and Black Adder and British comics at the time. No, but Black so I would I would actually take the cassette, hold it in uh, cassette recorder, hold it up to the TV, record like. The entire episodes onto it, and then listen to them throughout the day. So I until I had the entire episode memorized. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah um, no, no, I, I have I have movies that I recorded that way. Um, so you're not weird. Yeah, most specifically the episode of Blackadder Fourth Goes Forth, Private Plane. Ah, I could, I could probably still quote that episode to this day. When I was a kid, one of the first cassettes my my parents gave me was this gold cassette of the story of Star Wars. And it was this guy, narrow, and you can find this on YouTube. 
and he's narrating Star Wars, but they put like this audio into it. And I remember back when I had a paper route, I used to have like the old Sony Walkman. Yep. <laughs> and I used to do my paper route through that. And I found like a bunch of my old tapes, like the story of Star Wars and men at work, business as usual. And these are the tapes I would listen to on my paper route. But the Star Wars one was weird because when I went back and listened to it, and I burned a copy on CD for my son. I was just like, wow, they really sped up the audio. Mm. You were taking your first step into a brave new world. Let me do space. Well, while we're while we're on that kind of thing, I would like to mention little thinker tapes. What are those? Oh, okay. So you guys didn't have little thinker tapes. So those were like stories where they would like tell about, you know, we're we're traveling back in time to the dinosaurs, or we're we're gonna experience like all the weather on the planet. And little thinker tapes came with like a little sketchbook. Yeah, yeah, the little thinker tapes. They were so great, and I, I wish we had, like, more recordings of those, because I think uh, kids today would get a kick out of them, because it's like, okay, so we're going to experience, you know, we're going to tell a story, and here's, like, the dinosaurs. Take some time to drive dinosaurs, and it was, like, ten minutes. It felt like ten minutes back in the time. It was probably, like, two. And uh, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, uh, okay. Cool. They, about cassette tapes, little thinker tapes. Yay! Okay, Yay. All, right. all right. Oh, sorry, Mike. Do you have anything else to say about cassettes? Uh, no, I was going to say that we should move on to CDs. We absolutely should, which were introduced in 1982. <laughs> you want to say that sentence again, or no? God <laughs> damn it, Mike. Mike, are you looking, <laughs> at, are you looking at the timeline? Because at this we're rolling right now. I'm looking I'm at it holding. now. All right, go ahead, Mike. You, you, I hand the reins to you, Mike. Episode 199. I hand the reins to you. Go ahead, man. <laughs> because I'm not slurring my words? Cool. Good to know. Mike, you, what have you had to drink tonight? You've had, like, milk and what? Have you had any Gatorade or Powerade? Strawberry kiwi um, uh, propial, propial water. You are our chaperone, man. Continue. Okay. Thank All you. Right. Yes, the uh, in charge. Let's go. Oh, no, we we've got in trouble now. Oh, goddamn! <laughs> yes, the CD. It was uh, created in 1982. Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike has been on since episode thirteen, and um. Uh, technically, fifteen and three quarters. Fifteen and three quarters. That's right. That's right. Yes. We have an IMDb page that proves that now, yes. because oh. that's where that's we're right. at. So, Mike, go ahead. I'm sorry. I we uh, actually Catherine interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, the CD first created in 1982. Um, that's all. It's on the outline. So I would assume there's more information that you know in your head. <laughs> Well, well, there is the one thing that I know Joe is going to totally jump on here. Yep. Is that Brothers in Arms was the very first compact disc to sell over a million copies. I've never heard, right. never heard of it. Never heard of it. You lie. 
Dire Straits. Uh, nope, nope, nothing. Um, you know, Why so, does that name they look they, like it's misspelt? Wait, I, no, they weren't. They, they, I they, 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 totally know who Dire Straits is. Only, Weird Al has. They weren't the oh, biggest right, band yes. in 1985. Money for nothing. Got it. Yeah, no, they had that video with the sports bloopers. <laughs> God, the, the, the beauty is the beauty of this show is I know exactly which video you're thinking of. Yep. <laughs> what a shitty video that was. That was such a <laughs> shitty video. But it's something. And the thing is, it, it kind of. I mean, as much as I love the song, it kind of the video kind of ruined it because that was just arena rock. You know what the funny thing? All right, so let's just take a step back real quick before we talk about CDs. About like the worst video we ever saw that was just like such a ham-handed vi- reason to put a video on. Yeah, Did you ever see the video for the Amadeus soundtrack? Yes, with David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen, where they like jump into them, like, yeah, let's take a listen to some. Uh... No, oh God, damn it! <laughs> I think Andy's gone off the rails. Fuck! I don't love this movie. <laughs> Wolfgang, we yeah, Wolfgang. This is a Wolfgang, and it was like the first time I ever heard Eddie Van Halen talk. He's like Wolfgang, <laughs> <laughs> and they pop this thing in, and it's it's just this track from the Amadeus soundtrack, and it's just like they're just showing clips from the movie. I'm like, this looks like the most fucking awesome <laughs> movie ever. <laughs> I know Dune is coming out. And 30 years from now, I'm going to defend that movie with my fucking <laughs> honor. That is, that, is the, that is the hill you will and die the on. Same fucking year, but god damn, does Amadeus look awesome. Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus. No, no. Amadeus. I'm like, we don't even talk about that when we talk about Amadeus because all I think of is Tom Hulse and like him with the wig and just doing like that up, down, up, down. And yeah. that's all I think about because that movie is a goddamn gem and the best movie to win Best Picture in the 1980s. And will fucking fight anybody. That's the fucking tells me otherwise. Play it for me, Wolfgang. I'm a doggist. Do, 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 I was in Wolfgang Amadagus from uh, Muppet Babies, but you guys go ahead. Yeah, okay. yeah I, fig- I figured that was, um, that was Muppet Babies. You know what? <laughs> Catherine just referenced the Muppet- Muppets, and usually that's the occasion to drink, but we're far beyond that. Oh, we're right. beyond so God. that. We're I-, I think you guys should actually ease <laughs> right back now. about now. All right. So anyway, CDs. We're we're talking about CDs. Compact. This. <laughs> what was what the first CD? CD that, what was the first CD that you bought with your own money? Oh, I know what that is. All right, Mike. What was it? I've got it in my hand right now. The soundtrack to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Woo-hoo! You know what, Mike? Eighty percent on the MDB. That is on yeah. so totally yeah. on brand, and I love you for that. My, oh my first God. CD. We were... I bought it on uh, Martha's Vineyard, actually. Nice. So let me let me just say, I bought my first CD player 
Um, after being badgered by my mom to do all of the Circuit City review, uh, the uh, the Consumer Reports reviews, because that's what I did, I bought it at Circuit City, which, if you want to get down to, like, the full bio of Mike and I is where I met Mike. Yes, at Circuit was. City. Yep. I bought my first CD player there, and I bought the Jurassic Park soundtrack, the Edward Ooh, nice Scissorhands soundtrack, and the How I Married an the, the uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer soundtrack. <laughs> oh, best two out of three there. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Night. I bought all those at the same fucking time. That's <laughs> something to listen to. <laughs> all at the same time. How about you guys? Um, I, I'm pretty sure that the first CD purchase I made was uh, 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 the Muppets. Muppets. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike totally called it, and it was the Muppets Christmas Carol. Ooh, good <laughs> one. Ooh, shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> I would drink, but I'm kind of out of liquid at the moment. You're, you're <laughs> out of liquid at the moment. Have you moved out from milk, Mike? Have you have you drank any like iced tea or? <laughs> I told you I had my uh, my kiwi strawberry propel. Yeah, nice propel water. Yes, Mister Propel. I finished it off, so I think I might have to go out to the fridge get another one. Nice. So CDs, so, yes, yes. So CDs, Catherine, go ahead. <laughs> I just went, man. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joe. So, CD. My, Thanks my for first... listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I got a CD player. Uh, I got it for uh, my birthday, uh, right before senior year, 19, 1990, right? Yeah, senior year in high school. And my first CD was drum roll, please. Uh, Eric and Domino's, Layla, and other assorted love songs. <laughs> no. Sh- Shit, Joe. I know, right? I know. <laughs> what was your first CD, Andy? I told you that. It was actually, <laughs> I bought three CDs at the same time. I bought the Everett oh, yes, Hand soundtrack. Yeah. I bought the Jurassic Park soundtrack, and I bought the um, So I Married, so Nash, I Married Nash, Axe Murder soundtrack. I will tell you, though, that when I went to college, I actually bought CDs kind of on the late side. Yeah. I was like completely prepared for the um, radio station that I was going to work at in college. But, and I don't know if Joe and Catherine remember this, when I was like a junior, senior in, in high school, we we had like the snack bar. And my buddy at the oh, time, God, Gus Perot, Yep. Yes, Gus Perro had like Gus. the first portable CD player, and he would play. He had like every album in the goddamn In Excess catalog, and we would just play that. And we would have people walking up to us, asking us for In Excess. I remember like somebody asked us for REM when Document came out, and like, hi, um. Yeah, we love the in excess and all, but can you play stand in the place where you are? And we're like, I think we might be able to manage that. And how we didn't manage to capitalize on getting laid on that, I <laughs> never know. 
I am far more, I was a far more honorable high school student than apparently I pride myself on being. <laughs> oh, good for you. Dude, you were a good friend, man. Yeah, I was. I was a good friend. What happened to you? I fucking don't know, Mike. <laughs> you ask me. You, you tell me. Dude, he continued to be a good friend. Like, like when I showed up at the uh, at the at the fucking Ritz camera and I went, holy shit, that's Andy. And, and it was very nice to you, yeah, exactly. And now you're part of our podcast, and you've been so for essentially a hundred episodes, Catherine. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Well, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you for being like being back and like yeah. When I showed up, I was like, I, I was like, okay, I have to come back. And I was like, oh, I have to give him my number. And it's like, and, and your, your co-worker was like, oh, yeah, he told me, like, when you came back for your photos to, to get your information. And I got to, uh, once again, assistant direct, I'm at breakfast. That's right. I, oh, my God, I forgot about that because I try to <laughs> purge, which is interesting because that's the part of my, like, 20s that I'm still actually happy about because I was with Autumn at the time. Yeah. But yeah, no, Catherine and I have the distinction of directing me and co-directing her the same exact show. Senior year of high school for me, and then like ten years later. Yeah. It was insane. I am (laughs) so much right now. Mike, I am, I am, I am just handing the reins to you right now, buddy. You are so the uh, digital audio tape, the DAT was released in 1987. Was that even a thing? Because all right, it tried and failed to get a foothold in the market due to cost, but was used in studio recording and archiving. I have a story. Okay, because Andy always have a story. I would have never (laughs) included this had I not had a story, and I knew that like. Because of the sheerly heroic amount of booze I've drank right now, <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk about DAT or DAT. So, but in the, in the dark times, in the times I never talk about, my girlfriend at the time was in a band, and that is how they actually used their, that's how they would record their stuff, which ended up getting played on local radio. So it was really kind of cool. But I actually believe I called it DAT, and she thought it was the most charming thing in the world because nobody called it DAT. Everybody called it DAT. But it was essentially, all it is is archival recording equipment. Nobody was going to buy a digital audio tape. <laughs> so I it, mean, was, it was like calling it AT-AT instead of AT-AT. Exactly. Mm. But I remember like <laughs> Back in the day, I remember like in the late 90s when CDs, I remember Todd Rundgren released a CD and the only person who Todd Rundgren might apply to is Joe here. But he was on... (laughs) I want you to say Todd's name again. Todd Rundgren. (laughs) And he was on MTV. He was talking about like, I released a CD and it's got this amazing stuff on there because Nobody figured out what a CD is capable of doing. And he pops it into a computer. 
And he opened up all this extra shit. I'm like, oh my god. Look at what we've been missing out on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they used to include a digital and stuff on the CDs. Yeah, I remember that. Do you ever get that? Do you guys ever get an enhanced CD? Oh, yeah. No. Hey, no. Well, let me ask you, did anybody fucking oh, yeah. buy Billy Idol Cyberpunk? Nope. No. Uh, but yeah. I, I have a, I have Weird Al discs uh, that were music that like had all the uh, like special uh, 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 music videos. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird Al had a lot of uh, enhanced CDs. Yeah, oh, Weird Al's a lot like us. He's a kind of a nerd, so he kind of figured this stuff out in terms of like. He's kind of a nerd. Kind of totally Oh, he's totally a nerd. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend Mr. Yang. Weirdo has a big dictionary. <laughs> You're gonna use that joke a lot, aren't you? For a moment there, I thought you were honestly talking about like Huey Lewis, and <laughs> it's like his mythologically large slong. <laughs> I was just like this river is cold. And deep. And deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. We need, we, we fucking need to wrap this up because I am going I, to die I'm, if I have I another am. drink. Well, <laughs> then, it's then it's a good thing that we got on to the last one digital music and mp3s all right but before we say that, I just want to say that when my wife came down earlier, she looks at me and she's like laughing. And then she, like, takes her hand and she points her finger down. And I'm like, no, I'll be good later. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you totally won't be good later. I am, again. I, <laughs> I, I gotta say, like, the worst I have been on this podcast was when we did that episode. We talked about, like, all, like, the balls-to-the-wall action movies. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember that when I got, like... As as I was getting drunk, because guy knew Mike was driving me home, that I'm like, yeah, fucking Rambo, man. He was like, fucking, <laughs> he would slash some dude's throat, and then the dude would fucking explode afterwards. Can I just say, I'm, ha I'm having a very fun, fun time listening to you guys. I really am. And Mike, I'm so happy that you are here to just be the spectator for this. I know you're <laughs> yeah, laughing. To be the adult. Thank you for being the adult. I am. Oh, oh my wife's watching me too. So we have spectators right now that are going to watch <laughs> us while we discuss the last thing on here, which is digital media, music and MP3. Mike. Yes. Take it away, Mike. Mike, I'm handing this off to you because I am physically incapable. Incapable. Uncapable. You are physically incapable of performing sentences right now. Yes, I get it. Okie dokie. What is the atomic weight of balonium? Who the fuck cares? So, go. What, so, uh, I know when uh, when MP3s first became like a big thing, there were all these like um, illegal oh download God. sites like Napster, BearShare. Oh LimeWire. LimeWire. Did anyone use any of those guys? Just, just 
I was a big fan of LimeWire. Well, um, I I was I wasn't heavily into Napster and then BearShare and then LimeWire. Uh, and then I realized the they they actually load a lot of like malware on there, so I stopped using them and I found Torrent. Yay! Oh yeah. And now I just now I just use YouTube. Because Torrent was so much safer than LimeWire or Napster or any other. Entirely Every depends other. on what site you went to. Yeah. All right, I want "Crying in the Dark" by Hubis Tank, and why is Ava Divine taking it up the ass, showing up <laughs> on my thing? Why? Well, because you looked for Hubis Tank, obviously. Uh, Jeez. That's, 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 <laughs> you know, I don't, nice to know that I wasn't the only one who downloaded their porn off a of torrent site. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> but now, but now we have YouTube, which is so so much easier. Yeah, but you can't get porn on YouTube. Oh, please! There, there are easy enough ways to get porn. Trust me. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I, I'm a female, so I prefer my uh, porn through uh, uh, like literary sources. <laughs> oh, you want the highbrow English porn? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Radcliffe <laughs> 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 a bodice away showing her milky white breasts no one knows the length of my rod but the queen of England and a thousand Turkish whores <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I really hope there are people that are just like Evan's like tapped out on this thing <laughs> I, like all I'm imagining right now is like Tom and Chinlin and M going like, yeah, no, fuck it. These guys can't hold their booze anymore. <laughs> yeah, and we now have much, many more uh, open spaces for our 200th episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, what are we doing for our 200th anyway? Yeah, We're going to talk about that, Catherine. You're just going to wait. <laughs> but but I'm going to pass it on the mic because... I can't be held responsible for anything that goes on between now and the end of the episode. <laughs> yes, as we can tell. Uh, <laughs> English porn. Yes, my dear. Mm, very good. So, yes. Exactly. Yes, from, from English porn podcast way, Is there anybody else that is useless than an then English male porn actor? <laughs> very good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, I'm going to come. Yes. Oh. A groovy baby. What the hell? Uh, uh, Hugh Laurie? <laughs> <laughs> oh so my god, this is Go, Mike. Mike, take us home, please. So, yes, yes. Um, that. So, English uh, porn would eventually lead to podcasts. <laughs> sure, okay, right. Well, I mean, it is. It has in this episode, anyway. English porn has led to podcasts. English which... porn has led to podcasts. Okay. Mm, yes, very good. Mm. Yes. Because Andy. Very good. So. Yeah. Exactly. So, so uh, Mike, yes. Yes. Let, me ask, let me ask you this, because obviously you and I have been here the longest out of everybody here. <laughs> you said longest. Oh. <laughs> Because of the English porn, obviously, Joe. Mm, yes, very good. <laughs> He's the longest. 
Mike, let yes. me ask you a question real quick. Yes, yes. go ahead. The blues is sincere. Sincere. <laughs> My wife just chuckled. <laughs> she, she, she chuckled? Okay, cool. Did, did you listen to any podcast prior to joining Geek Salad? Um, no, I don't think so. I do not think so. All right. So prior episode, to us joining... one of Geek Salad was the very first podcast I've ever listened to. I remember that, too, because I remember when you when I walked into Circuit City, because Circuit City was still, like... That's how old our podcast is, by the way. Yeah. Circuit City was still a thing. Circus I walked Sun, in, and Circus Mike City was like, I want, I want to be part of this. Because after episode one, because obviously this is like, we're doing this for a reason. Because this is our 199th episode. Yeah. I recorded episode one, and Mike was like, I want in. And our buddy Steve Daly was like, listen, I've got the most amazing sign-off for you. And we've kept both of them. Mike is now part of the show. Mike was kind of like a contributor up until like episode 15. And the, but our sign off, the go forth and be nerdy, has been nerdful. Steve, uh, nerdful. Sorry. Oh. I apologize. It's been five whiskeys and a beer. That go forth and be nerdful is, is all Steve Bailey's, which that dude dropped off from Facebook so fucking fast, it's not even funny. Uh, he still pops up every now and then. Every once in a while, he does. But I gotta say that we're we're coming up to 200 episodes. And now here's where I get like all like that, oh, you know, I've been drinking a bit, and now I'm gonna get all like sympathetic and everything that Joe, you've been here for 110 episodes, give yep. or take. Yep. And you've been amazing. Catherine, oh, you've been you. essentially been here for like the last hundred episodes. And you've been thanks. amazing. Thank you so much, both of you. Uh thank thanks, you for having thanks. us. For adding thanks your for voices. Part of this. This is yeah. awesome. And and thank you, Catherine, for classing up the joint. <laughs> Like, well, I was like, going to say, thank you, Catherine, for adding some estrogen to the joint to make hey, us, like, not just so much... Estrogen, yes, class, this. no. Well, no, no, you've added class because because of you, it's not just like, oh, God, Andy's talking about the church, Andy's talking about Dune, let's have a drink. Now we can add the Muppets to that <laughs> as well. <laughs> when Joe talks about shit... It's like, oh god, he's talking about Dire Straits. He's talking about Eric Clapton. Okay, fucking have a drink right now. <laughs> Mike's been here for essentially 185 episodes. Yeah. And on and off before that. He may as well have been an original member of this team. I put in... I feel, I feel bad because Jim Jim wasn't here for this. And yeah, Jim Jim wasn't here for the end, but he was, was here. Jim wasn't here, here for the M. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like I gotta say, in the last hundred episodes that we've had this show, in you know, again, I've been drinking 
because that's just what we do now. <laughs> I have and, to and say, that was the point of the show. This was the whole point of the show that I knew I was going to get drunk, and I knew I was going to like finish up a fucking bottle of whiskey. God damn it! <laughs> but within a hundred episodes, guys, we have done something I never once dreamed that this show was ever going to do. We hit an international area. We've got friends. We've got podcasts that we've been joining on to. Mm. And if I, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you, M. Thank yeah. you, Tom. Yep. Thank you, Chinlin. Thank, thank you, Nick. Today. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everybody. Nick and Tiff, yes. actually. Nick and Tiff. Thank you guys so much. Because in the last six years that we've had, like, this last series of 100 episodes, which, Joe, I knew you were part of, but Catherine really wasn't that oh, really? we... <laughs> Catherine! Yeah, yeah. Catherine, <laughs> you joined us at 101. You would join us at 101 when you were like, like we're going to talk about Marvel versus DC, and you're like, fuck, yeah, I'm in. And I still fucking botched it. And I feel I, I still feel bad about that. I I only know X Men. I'm not great. But I have to say that in the last essentially two hundred episodes now, before we move on to episode two hundred, that I can't I can't understate how amazing our support has been with all of our people. And I know everybody right now that's listening to this. Tom, M, Chillin, Sade, um, Nick, you yeah. know, everybody, like, the are, for your reference, folks, they're all listening to this right now and going, oh, God damn it, he can't hold this alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> We're so what goes, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta That's, say that is that, a white, that is a love right there. We were really like I remember Mike when you and me and Mike Cerrone mm-hmm. got to episode one hundred. We were thrilled. Yeah, but between episode one hundred one and one ninety nine, that we have been so thankful. Yeah, that our Twitter our, our Twitter feed has gone up to almost sixteen hundred people. Yeah, that our our listenership has gone up so much, and that we've got such a, an amazing group of friends. Several minutes of emotional drunkenness later. I can't say how much I thank you, but I'm about to pass out right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I have me to both. say, yeah. I have to say thank you to everybody who's been sticking with us for close to to 200 yeah. episodes. Thank and you. And that I, Mike, thank <clears throat> you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> that, was thank- jo- that was Joe, by the way. Yes, yes it was. Yes, Mike, it was absolutely Joe. Thank you for being such an amazing producer, for being such an amazing partner, for being such an amazing friend. Joe, and Catherine, thank you so 
very much for being part of this for the last hundred episodes. Uh, thank you for having us. It's yes, an honor. guys, thank, thank you so you, much for being for making Geek Salad what it is. And everybody else, thank you so much. So episode two hundred, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna be talking. We we have aged like fine wine. But I want I want to talk about what has aged like vinegar since we were children, in terms of what something we loved that aged terribly. So I want to I want to discuss <laughs> that. God damn it, Catherine! I can hear you giggling, and I know I'm drunk. So we'll put this out on Facebook. But thank you, everybody, so much. So until next, all right. So anyway, I know Tom had mentioned this earlier, but you, you know where you're listening to us. So, but if you don't, find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. We're also available on YouTube. Until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Andy, I love you and Autumn and your family. Hugs. Yeah. Hugs to all of you guys. Thank you so love, much, Joe. Love you guys. Catherine, you guys are the best. Mike, I love you guys. Hugs to Diane as well. So unbelievably yeah. much. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Good night. I'm Good night. about to go fall asleep. Bye bye. Mike. All right, all right. I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit the uh stop recording <laughs> on there. I thought you did already.